Welcome, everybody, to Tatonic Takes. This is your usual host, Fabian Rankel. What's up, guys? Um, I'm here with the awesome friend of mine, Danny. What's up, man? Thank you for taking the time. You're from L3 Pod. Let everybody know who you are and where you're from. I know yeah, they man. probably know you from before, but once more. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me, Fabian. A freaking blast, dude. Like, like I was seeing the list of like guests you had. Like, you had Carlos Justice, you know, Fernando Fiore, and then you have me. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I'm down here compared to nah, like, our no. other buddies, dude. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm from the L3 podcast. We provide League IMX content in English, um, and not just one specific team, but like all in general. And then of course Mexican players. So sometimes we will talk about Quakes or. <laughs> you know, Miami or LA, yeah. you know, uh, but mostly on quakes because we are, uh, you know, here in San Jose. Yeah. And then uh, I have my mental wellness podcast called tells from the head with my good friend, Ryan Cooper, um, uh, myself and Ryan, we went through a little hardship back in mm -hmm. 2019 and we kind of just, uh, we're talking, decided to do a podcast, not to showcase like, Oh, look how great we are now. Cause we're far from it, but we're mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is what we're doing to make ourselves better. If you like it, check it out. So yeah, man. Yeah, guys, and, and please do check out Danny's work. I mean, great podcast. Uh, L3 Pod is something that we grab inspiration from all the time, like Thanks, Fernando yeah. Fiore. Like, you guys did yeah. it first. So um, seeing Thanks, you bro. guys able to do it, like, I was like, oh, that's pure inspiration, <laughs> right? So Thanks, bro. Appreciate yeah. that, man. And, really, um, really appreciate that. Yeah, and, and, and Carlos used this too, right? So he came on the L3 pod. So literally without the L3 pod, guys, Teutonic Takes is nothing. So th thanks to Danny, we are what we are. Um, thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Of course, of course. And I and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, I brought Danny on today to talk a little about uh, Liga MX. And so basically, as a Quakes fan, kind of pretty new Quakes fan, I'm maybe five years into you know quakes fandom and mm -hmm. um i don't know that much about liga mx i'm gonna be honest with you guys uh, mm -hmm. i always know about america chivas toluca you know atlas all these team names right because i've been watching uh republica deportiva for years right morelia yeah. and things like that but i never really deep dived into what the season is and i brought danny on to talk about um basically what liga mx is a look back on the mexican players that play for the quakes now how they are played in the past and what they look like and kind of like a Trophies Lopez first 100 days, a Carlos Fierro yeah. update and a Alanis kind of update as well. Um, but let's start with this, Danny. What's the difference between Apertura and Clausura? So, so I, I did not, I thought maybe yeah. one was a playoff, so... <laughs> No, no, no. That's a great question because trust me, I looked that up too. I'm like, what the heck is going on? But no, um, basically, Apertura is like ascending. So it's the first half of the season. Mm. So um, Liga MX has this thing where they, sp they split the um, the soccer season or year, if you will, into yeah. two different tournaments. Apertura, ascending, and then Closura, closure. Mm. Um, and it's basically, it's the same thing. It's just first um you know you, you play the teams the first round the first time so it's what six you have 16 jornadas or 16 weekends or okay um and you play them each team then, once yeah you play each team once and then you play playoffs the first um top four teams automatically make into the playoffs mm -hmm. and then last year because of covid they were doing the fifth all the way to 12th place i believe um, they would play like a, a wild card uh, playing game. Yeah. yeah. And then they do the tournament um, until, you know, one team is the champion. And then yeah. two, three weeks later, you start all over again um, <laughs> until the end of May. So which which one has more weight to it? So they, bo 
Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good job. No, 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 both no. pretty much. They both pretty much have like the same weight. Mm-hmm. It's just the same weight. It's more bragging rights. And to be honest, um, I I don't like that. I mean, it's cool because sometimes teams have a killer first half, uh-huh. the first half of the season, right? And then second half they freaking die off. Yeah. Um, we've seen this many times with you know European teams here in the right. U.S. Um, so this is cool because those, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because then these teams they have the they have the opportunity to capitalize on their winning streak in the first half mm. and possibly win the championship, um, and vice versa. You know, same same thing. Sometimes teams, especially once you do like that mid year transfer and stuff, yeah. you know, these teams really pick up towards the end. Mm. But I, oh, sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> I I get too excited. But sometimes <laughs> these um um I don't I don't like that. I don't like it specifically i think mm. it's like um it, it's just so confused it's so confusing so much going on it's great when my team wins yeah, and yeah. i'm not complaining but you know when they don't that's when i'm like oh this is freaking dumb why don't you just <laughs> you know do a european style right. um but or even my theory my theory is it's just to make more money it's just yeah. a chance for these teams to make more money that's mm. all. and how many titles does like america have then right because then if you have two opportunities for titles and in every season like it doesn't have that much weight so cruz azul not winning in 20 years or 25 years right it's like well shit you have two opportunities every year like what's going on yeah okay okay yeah yeah and and i mean before we get because i didn't get a chance to talk about this yeah uh, with the l3 but i mean i gotta give it up to my buddies um not because I'm a Crucial Sud fan, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not in no way or shape or form. Um, but you know, I do want to congratulate all my buddies, you know, mm. my my personal friends, my online friends, and oh, and soccer related friends that you know do go for Cruz Azul and finally winning after what 20 something years. Like, what is yeah. bro? Like, you guys, congrats, not to the team, the fans. <laughs> yeah, they deserve it, right? It's <laughs> yeah, they, all it's all for the fans. Off. <laughs> absolutely it's just so hard you know so much hardship and then finally again having like i always say this online I'm like oh i just want my friends to be happy so yeah you know i'm stoked for them not for the team but for the t- uh, for the fans yeah and so this is where i am a little embarrassed that i didn't know about cabecita rodriguez like this dude is uruguayan playing in our backyard and i have heard nothing about him before yeah. they were in the finals right so yeah. Yeah, and now he plays for the Uruguayan national team, and he starts. So it's like, mm-hmm. man, maybe I should have paid a little more attention, and that's why we're doing this here today. So, um... Dude, Cabecita Rodriguez has been killing it with right. Ramirez, especially yep. with Cruz Azul. You know, Golden Boot, I think off the top of my head, I want to say two seasons already. Yeah. You know, very key player um, for, for, uh, for Cruz Azul. Mm. Um, and yeah, great, great, great player around a little bit controversy. He had a little bit of controversy last mm. year, um, and the year before, as far as his future with Cruz Azul and mm. videos that always seem to surface from in Mexico, players. right? Always in Mexico, in Mexico. Oh, always, always, dude. Um, <laughs> but it, all around pretty good, you know, outside of pitch, that's his own thing. In the pitch, yeah. he's a cue, he's a freaking key player for Cruz Azul, and. Yeah. Um, just quickly talking about the golden boot is does it have that much weight because there's two golden boots every year right yeah oh dude it's bragging rights bro yeah, yeah it's yeah. bragging rights i mean who doesn't um we always talk about it you know sure your golden boot gets what 12 maybe 14 goals right in a tournament 
but still, man, it's, it's bragging rights, man. Mm. And it just shows. And you got, you know, for as much as we want to say that, you know, you get two chances to be a, ch- a champion, you also have just one chance to get it right as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, for a tournament, imagine being a Cruz Azul, a Chivas, or an America and not making the playoffs. Right, you know? right. Because you cannot all turn around. Like, you need to turn around fast. And this is why the reason why in Liga Max, you know, there's always coaches being fired, like, right, the first right. three or four weeks because they're like, well, shoot, we're almost we gotta, halfway through. Yeah, we right. need to pick it up. So every coach is always on the hot seat. All the players it, on the hot seats. Everybody's in the hot yeah. seats. And it, it, I think it really, um, like, you, you'll see, like, EPL. And you'll be like, it's the first, you know, four or five weeks. Like, oh, well, the season just started. Right. Mexico's like, well, shit, we're halfway, halfway through. through. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for curse. Um, I'm no, like, good. hey, we're halfway through the um, through the season. So, like, they have to pick it up already. So, yeah. the pressure's on. And I think it just elevates the quality of soccer or football yeah. that much yeah. also. You know, you're right. You're completely right. Because when you're watching the Prem, really, like the sixth week, you're like, that's the sixth week. You know, like yeah. if Arsenal uh, beats Liverpool and you're just like, OK, well, I'm a Liverpool fan. So mm-hmm. it's OK. There's still another uh, match and there's still a whole bunch of more games to go. But when it's the sixth game and you're halfway through your season, right, that's that's yeah. a different weight on the whole. You, you can't exactly. be rusty, right? You you have no time to be rusty. So and. And, and I think you just you just said it right there. Yeah. For me, EPL really doesn't pick up until what February, right? Year, right. Like towards the end of the season, where teams yep. really need to pick up points. Where Liga Max are like, well, sh- in February we're really beginning the right. second the second tournament of the of the soccer year. So, mm. um, so yeah, I think it elevates it that much higher. It makes each game just count so much more because nobody yeah. wants to drop points so early. Because you don't know how it's going to bite you in the end. You know, I would be okay with MLS doing something like this, um, but in their own way, right? Maybe like an MLS's back tournament in the beginning part of the year. Yes. And then cutting some games off uh, the regular season and then having the regular season after. Because, man, MLS's back brought a lot of eyes to MLS. Bro, yeah. MLS is back tournament. We, I was so impressed by right. like, the quality. I was glued. The way it was. It was, yeah. it was amazing. It's what the world needed at the time and it was a perfect showcase for um for the world to see what mls is and Mm. what they have to offer and how america does the twist to the beautiful game and so emily i think we'll get to in a bit but i feel like rather than having this all-star game week whatever Mm. don't do a tournament yeah right or tournament like invite some let's invite some of the european teams yeah let's invite some of the you know central um, Liga Max, Central, and even South American teams to come and play over here in this little tournament. Yep. I think that will be so good. Right. So good for MLS. Yeah. And, you know, I'm starting to think like they do have the Club World Cup, you know, and that's like probably the only time you'll see like a Liverpool play like a Corinthians or a Chelsea play mm-hmm. like uh, America. It's, yeah. But they could use something where it's like a tournament like the Champions League for the whole world. Right. And, yeah. um, that's, I mean, USA has to find out how to win CONCACAF Champions League first or an MLS yeah. team or a Canadian team. That's that's task number one. But having a regular season weighted MLS's back tournament where it matters, you're maybe like they did an MLS back, your first three games of your, of your, or of your kind of like your, uh, your group matter for your regular season yeah. points. And then the rest is for a trophy. And, yeah. 
they could easily do that. And, yeah. and I think they, I they feel like they could cut games? off maybe three games or four games and then just do that instead. That would bring more eyes. Maybe, maybe not invite any Liga MX teams because then it would have to be preseason, but you could always run yeah. a preseason one before as well. So yeah. it, it, it really, you MLS doesn't need to be, that long i believe it's like 35 games or 34 games they can cut mm-hmm. off maybe four 30 games then run a tournament like that and then have a preseason tournament as well i mean i don't want to bash on emily i mean i'm gonna bash on them <laughs> i shouldn't say that like i don't want you to get offended but let me offend you but no uh i don't want to you know <laughs> mls has to do a lot of things to get to get it together to I, I agree because right I now agree. everybody yeah. thinks mls is a joke it's there. The quality is there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not obviously if you freaking compare it to like a lot of league hours and be, I mean, come on. Right, right, right. But, but no, I, I feel like it competes with a lot of great leagues. The talent is right there, but MLS needs to t- get away from their season that they have right now. They need to get with the FIFA program starting too, in August yeah. and, and in May. Yeah. They need to have some sort of regulation on system also. Like, yeah, that's cool. You know, Oakland's coming in next year. You know, Reno's coming in soon. Yeah. Uh, Sacramento, cool, but who's kick? Who's getting kicked out? You know, right. right? MLS needs to have some sort of regulation system, and I know they just launched something where they like path to MLS or something like that. Right. I know it just came out a couple days ago. Um, so maybe you know, and then you have the USL also, which I'm not sure how that's going to be looking right now with MLS and this right. new. So how that's going to work? But I feel like MLS these teams need to be kicked out to get some fire on these on these um on these clubs that don't perform well and if it's the quakes so be it but at least it gets some sort of reaction rather than just getting the same mediocre results that we sometimes see year after year yeah and they just released today uh like the the mls is gonna go ahead and do a affiliate league so basically Mm -hmm. they're not gonna use usl anymore and they are gonna make their own like under mls league um which is good for the quakes because the quakes didn't have an affiliate anymore. And, mm-hmm. but USL might be hindered a bit, right? This might yeah. hinder USL a bit with loans and, and all that mumbo jumbo. So where do we see USL, right? They're doing like a pro rail system with their USL one and USL two. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would like to see it in the top flight too. And Liga Mekis has a pro rail, right? But it's the only pr- way they can go down is with certain, um, basically certain requirements right like uh, america is never gonna go down right because it's it will be mm-hmm. saved right because they have like a certain amount of fans or something like that right but, uh, unfortunately you know league mx has her system set up so the big teams do not do not go under and by right. when i say big teams for those who are not familiar with league mx is club america which is yeah in grande haters are gonna hate um <laughs> but you know you have your chivas you have your cruz azul you have um, your Pumas, you have your Tigres now, you know, your Monterreys. Right. You have this really, when I say big, I mean money-wise big teams yeah. um, that, you know, they do it where, like, instead of seeing just one season, they look, oh, how these teams have been playing in the past, you know, three or four tournaments. And then they do some sort of calculation. Mm. And then even then, like, then you have the option of paying your way you know, to stay in the top. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, well, shoot. What was the whole point of that? And then recently with COVID, they just did it where no one was going to get kicked out no Mm. more, you know, but FIFA was like, no, dude, if you guys want to be considered FIFA, uh, you got to kick someone out. Yeah. Yeah. You need to kick some teams out. So they're like, all right. So they're going to bring that back within the next year, I believe. 
Yeah, and and we can do that. I mean, like, yeah, like easily one or two teams go down, and and unfortunately, but I don't. The way U.S. sports is set up, there is no yeah. relegation in basketball. There is no yeah. relegation in baseball. Football. So yeah. I think the, the MLS will unfortunately never do that. Um, but what they could do is maybe maybe like an MLS's back tournament type of deal where um, the teams don't get invited into that tournament, right? So yeah, it, it could be something else. It doesn't have to be the regular pro rail as well. Um, well but yeah, I think it was. Let me get his name right before I. I'm sorry. I'm, let me get. I want to no. say it's Taylor. Is it Taylor Tillman? Taylor Twelman. Taylor Twelman. Twelman. Yes. Yeah. That. I got a love hate relationship with that guy, but whatever. <laughs> he, he, um. He once said that the United States, and this is his comment after the United States did not qualify for the World Cup. He's like, Mm. America, uh, the United States is the only country that um, celebrates mediocrity. You know, what happens to the last, the last place of the team, you know, in any team and any sports? Okay, you get the first round, the first pick or something. Right. You you celebrate, you know, mediocrity. And that's unfortunately MLS has the same. Mentality. mentality yeah and this is why we're talking about you know the mls all-star like oh right this, like is <laughs> we'll get to it it's just right. i have a love hate towards it um i was gonna say when club america was playing i think it was lafc in Concacaf. Um, the, the stat was that 17 players on america would be considered a dp signing and for we're gonna get into this a little later but if Liga Mekis and MLS want to become a league together. They have to abolish that DP role as fast as possible. They have to penalize teams for not using other DP slots like uh, a la San Jose, mm-hmm. especially when Inter Miami is just trying to put more money into their club and perform better. They shouldn't be uh, penalized as roughly for just trying to push the status quo. Right. And mm-hmm. The LA Galaxy did that in the past, and now it's inter inter Miami. They should penalize teams just as much if they don't use all three DP slots as the teams that are trying to use more than three DP slots. So, and that's going to hold us back in MLS is the teams that don't want to spend money, like the Quakes, like the Revs, and like the like the old kind of teams that were here in '95, so or '96, and that needs to change before we even sniff an idea of talking about these league MX teams and league interleague kind of matchups, because they'll just blow us out of the water. A team like Morelia would probably blow us out of the water. A team like Monterey yeah. would blow us out of the water oh, again. Yeah. Carlos Fierro came from Monterey, right? So yeah. <clears throat> he wasn't, I believe at the time starting. So imagine one of our uh, lockdown starters or I one mean, of our starters at the beginning of the season, not playing in the MX. So it's just, it's kind of a crazy thought I mean, to think about. Look, look at Chofis. Chofis hasn't touched right. the field for Chivas, and you know, prior he hasn't touched the field prior to coming to San Jose for shit. I don't know how many games or how many minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. Same thing with uh, Alan Pulido. Same thing with um, that, that, Pulido's uh, crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, like how he didn't yeah. play as well as much in Liga. Uh, Pizarro was playing with Monterrey. Yeah. He was playing, but you know, same thing. Like, you know, he was coming in. You know, he wasn't right. like. You know, a lot of these teams, uh, uh, a lot of these teams in, in Mexico, like Tigres, Monterrey, they have quality players on the bench. Right. But, you know, who oh, will be playing yeah. night, the full 90 minutes here in MLS. But, you know, these teams have them. Right. You know? And another one is Jurgen Dam for Atlanta United, United, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. 
he was on the bench for Tigres, right? I think yeah. I have it right. And then now he's a full 90 starter in MLS and he gets paid pretty well. So yeah, these guys, they would be on a bench for a Liga Mekis team. And if you look at like America's basically their bench, it, they're all starting caliber guys in, in, in MLS. Dude, We'd love to have them in, in. You had Giovanni Dos Santos on right. the bench, right, you know, right. like that's a huge name. You know, you have, you have Marcos Fabian who played for the Union. Now he's with you right. know Bravos and, and Juarez. You know you have you have these players who will be successful. You know, Definitely. but again, it's just because Earthquakes is what you know the team is the team I was critique. Like these owners don't want to spend money. They think right. the American mentality, the sports mentality, will work with with a sport like football, and mm. it does to an extent. It right. does to Man, but you gotta remember when you're thinking baseball, basketball, football, hockey, those are just North Americans, right? You know, or American, if you will. And the best players play in that league, so having a salary cap in that league, it's yeah. okay because the best players of the world are playing here in the NBA, exactly, are playing they, here they're, in they're, the they're MLB. being produced here, yeah, they're being exactly. produced here, you know, like yes, you get one or two players from like Spain or right, you know, from Germany, Greece, but that's yeah. like once every like what five years or something, right. you know, where. The best players in in soccer or in football, they're not coming from the U.S. I'm right. sorry, you know, both of it, you know, it is insane <laughs> that you try to apply the these American ideologies on an international sport when and the biggest international sport when your national team isn't that good, bro. <laughs> like uh, was, uh, it had to be said. It had to uh, be said. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure Sam's army is going to start sending us hate mail for that too. And that's cool. We can bring it. I'm, I'm ready for it. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just won, dude. The, the CONCACAF Nations League, dog. Bro, like... don't don't even, bro. Let me... <laughs> done, done. <laughs> don't even get me started with that, dude. Oh, what a, what a but, game. That's but not... looking looking at the Quakes a little bit, um, mm. Chofis Lopez, the first 100 days, or let's just say, let's call it the first nine games that he's played. Sure, the 90 day review, right? <laughs> what, how do you feel so far about Trophies Lopez in a San Jose Earthquakes uniform? And this is coming from a guy that likes America, right? So, yeah, you're gonna give us the real take. This isn't yeah. uh Chivas kind of powdered up, kind of no, no, still love no, trophies. No, um, what if you guys see my Twitter, it says, um, I don't claim it, but I back it up and I put uh, you know, America, <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> so for those who don't know, Trophies came from Chivas, their biggest rival is America. Yeah. That, so that's this is like, you know, Dodgers versus Giants. Yeah. And the, Yankees versus Boston. You know, and guys, okay. when America plays Chivas in America, it's just as strong of a rivalry in Mexico. So you, these it's people huge. carry this team with them forever and their kids. And and it just starts to grow in America as well. It's not like you have to be there to understand the culture of Chivas America. And everybody probably knows that these, yeah. these are the biggest clubs from our area in the yeah. world. Right. And you're not going to see a strong affiliation for Manchester mm -hmm. United in the middle of uh, Modesto. But you are yeah. going to see a Chivas fan club from Modesto. On, on a given Sunday, if you go to the flea market, you're going to see at least five people right. wearing uh, a Chivas or an America jersey right, you know, right. on any given Sunday. But with that being said, you know, when Chofis was with Chivas, I, you know, we used to talk smack. And by we, we mean the L3 podcast, myself <laughs> included. Talk smack about he didn't look so much in shape, even though none of us are in shape on that one. But of course, <laughs> you know, like. 
they you know we were talking so much crap about him like how he was seeing a therapist because he was getting you know because the media was mm. targeting his weight and stuff and um so i was always hating on him i was like oh f this guy mm. the moment i found out he was he was gonna go to um to earthquakes i'm like i'm all for it you know oh, yeah, right <laughs> his glory days was was with Almeida. i mean it's there San Jose needs or San Jose definitely wants to get the stronger Latino Latinx um, fan base. And they're doing it, but it's bringing in this Argentinians, Peruvians um, and Mm. Mexican players into the team, you know, and like reliving the Almeida glory days, you know, with, you know, with Chivas, you know, I'm like, I was all for it. So I think you even post this or Tectonic Takes put Mm -hmm. this talking about, you know, they wanted um, trophies to shine on, you know, MLS and me too. I'm like, I just want them to shine too. Right. But it's been a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Um, I don't like, yeah. He, 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 he creates plays. He does passes. He, right. he does that. He, he has given us two great goals this season. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to see the first one right there. And I was like, holy stack, he's back, baby. Um, <laughs> but there's still something missing about it. I'm yeah. not sure if it's him, yeah. you know, missing his family, missing home, or what is it? But there's still something missing that it's not quite there and unfortunately trophies is disappointing man especially with such a huge hype coming into starting this season but granted it's his first season if you look uh rodolfo pizarro he had a hard time kind of getting started right right with um um chicharito he had a horrendous season last year with LA. yeah yeah so the LA first Galaxy. season yeah. yeah but a little different because this is a loan with an option to buy or an option to buy or or extend the loan for a second season mm-hmm. and so this is like i hate to say it but um even if people always need a year to get accustomed to the travel and mls and to get accustomed to um just the, the severity of having the long season it, it's do or die right now man and, absolutely and, and him as our second designated player it, they changed the kind of the inner workings for him to be the second designated player um he, it comes with a tag i know a lot of people don't like Andy rios for his price tag but we have to look at these other players which are playing all right but do they deserve our designated player spots where we can have a guy like a nicolo dato or a or a raul Ruy diaz and these guys are going to succeed in MLS. And Ray Diaz actually has never had a bad season in MLS. And he came from Morelia, uh, Liga MX team. So, again, we just have to, you know, our expectation, including myself, might have been a little too high on Trophies Lopez. I thought this mm-hmm. guy was going to come in like a Zella Ryan. You know, again, another Liga MX player where yeah. lifted a trophy in his first year, right? And, and yeah. he played great season. But maybe he's closer to an Matias Perez Garcia than he is to a uh, Zellerian. You no. Know? So it's something that we have to kind of think as a fan base, you know, he's so let me, let me name off a little bit of the stats so far um, mm-hmm. in the last Liga and Mekki. So they have the Apertura and the Clausura, which is two short seasons. So 12 yeah. games, you said, right, Danny, 12 games each. Um, There's um, there's 20 teams. So I think it's like 19, 19 games each. Before, each. So, yeah, so 18, 19. Yeah. 
let me go ahead. In the last couple of years, Trophies Lopez has not played as much as he did in the past with Almeida, but let's go for the 1920 season. He played 463 minutes in one part of the season in the Clausura, and then he played 860 minutes in the other part of the season, and that's 19 games each. So, so far in t- nine games, he's played 562 minutes for the Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's yeah. That's a lot of minutes for a guy who was said to be out of shape, out of weight. So the chemistry by nine games should be there. Yeah. We have two goals to show for it. In the 1920 season where he had 860 minutes, he had four goals. Mm-hmm. And in 463 minutes, he had two goals. So this is something that I guess he's on par with what he was in he's the there. 19 to 20 season. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not what I thought he was going to be when he came in, right? The hype was this guy is the next thing to help the Mexican league, you know, excel, right? Yeah. This is something when, where maybe he sniffs the Mex- Mexican national team, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. look like that. Danny? No, when, when he was coming up, definitely he was like, this is the future of the Mexican national team. And then unfortunately, unfortunately not what happened with trophies is the same thing that happens with a lot of Mexican players. They get to these, these big time teams, Chiva, America, whatever. They get thrown so much money at a young age and they just, they don't do anything with it. They get pampered. And unfortunately with trophies, trophies, he's blacklist. He's 86 from Chivas. Right. Chivas said, we don't want him no more. So if anybody wants him, take him, but we don't want him. Here's his price tag but he's not going to play with the Chivas jersey. So, yes, you do have a point. This is do or die. You know, yeah. this is his opportunity for him to shine and maybe stay with the Quakes if he wants to continue that relationship or go with another team in Liga MX. But Liga MX, nobody wants him because of the amount of controversy with him. Right. And, you know, and this is kind of a little shocking. I saw another thing. Three yellow cards in this MLS season is the most he's ever had Yeah, <laughs> in any season. So. Yeah. I don't know if he's becoming, you know, a little bit of a hothead. The first game in Houston, he definitely could have got a yellow if he connected that kick. So that would have been four yeah. yellows. So I don't know if he's he, he's thinking that he should be not as touched or not as um, kind of peppered. And then he mm-hmm. retaliates and with a late, you know, late slide or a late tackle. Yeah. And then he gets a yellow for it. But I thought that was a little thing, a little funny that jumped off. But looking at his assist... He's never been an assisting kind of 10. No. So he's had one, 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 one in almost all these games. And he's had 14 games, one assist, uh, 17 games, one assist, two goals. So mm-hmm. he's really never been this kind of all-star type of player. And mm-hmm. as a DP for the San Jose Earthquakes, unfortunately, so far, it just hasn't cut it really. And we yeah. could use goals. And he almost banged one in the last game. Even Wando was... um the last game versus Austin Wanda was celebrating because he thought, oh, left foot, you know, outside the box, it's going to go in. But we'll see if he goes ahead and and turns it around. But so far, I don't think he's been what, what the earthquakes need. He's, he's becoming, I mean, Avaco had 15 goals under Almeida. So that's about five goals a game is our five goals a season with Almeida or yeah. Or actually he's only, he was only here for two years with Almeida. So seven goals a year. A year, yeah. And we let him walk for free, guys, for free. Here's the thing also, though. Earthquakes, what, what, you know, something about Earthquakes is that they're the last quarter team. Mm-hmm. The last 15 minutes is when the Quakes really, you know. They right, turn it on. on. When Cade Cal comes on, yeah. 
yeah, and, and you've seen this, you saw this versus Austin. How many chances did they just did this past right. weekend in the last, you know, 15 minutes? You know, you bring Wanda Lossi, you bring Shay Salinas, right. you get the, the best scorer of MLS, and then you bring the best assistant, you know, MLS. Right. Or happens, the best know? clutch shooter. Yeah, the best, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I love Shea Salinas when he got the most success. He's like, well, I just want to thank Wanda for overscoring him. I'm like, that's just the type of team that sounds like he is. Right. The last 15 minutes, Shofis hasn't been able to do it because he's usually subbed out in what the 60th, 70 minute. He's, right. That's when he comes out. So he hasn't been able to finish off the high pace earthquakes, Goonie times kind of finish off. Yeah. But with that being said, it doesn't mean that the earthquakes are not playing in the, you know, the first 75 minutes right. or whatever. And that's when trophies really need to speak, uh, really need to like step it up. And not just only him, but all of our attacking players, you cannot right. be depending. Oh, well, once Wando comes in, he'll finish that off. No. Why are you going right. to put it with the 38 year old, 39 year old <laughs> who, you know, this is his last season. Right. Like, right. And and then at the same time, it's not fair that you put it with K. Cowell, a little seventeen-year-old kid who right, right. he's amazing, little, little, he, little like six four, you know, whatever, <laughs> little, little guy, young guy, I should say. Yeah. But you can tell that the inexperience is still not there. He gets too right. um, out of control or out of line. Not like you know, oh, he's a diva or something. But he's trying to create, and he gets desperate, and you can right. tell where the in um. The inexperience is not there, which she will get in the future. You know, the yeah. kid is fast, but yeah. it's not fair to have so much dependent on him at that much age when he still yeah. doesn't have complete control of his capabilities. Once Cade Cal gets down how to head the ball, then he will make that next step. Because unfortunately, mm -hmm. I've never seen him head the ball. And Christian, no. Christian Espinosa always uh, centers the ball and nobody's there nobody's yeah. there for the center. And that's kind of where the connection is not happening. Andy Rios on top of that, isn't a heading striker. I mean, the no. goal he had off a corner was off of his boot. Right. And it was like yeah. a crazy goal. So nobody, the only one that really heads balls is Alanis, which he has. I, I posted today on the, the Titanic takes uh, Instagram, nine shots. Alanis yeah. has nine shots as a defender and the defender. Yeah. You know? Right. So it, it I'm going to say this about Chofis Lopez, and then we'll move on to Alanis and Fierro and then the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, Alanis, or sorry, Chofis Lopez has 12 shots so far with two goals. Mm -hmm. Christian Espinoza has 20 shots with one goal. So are we truly being fair to Chofis, or is Christian Espinoza having that bad of a season for us this year? <laughs> I, think, I, I think it comes back to what we were expecting you know this expectation yeah. from these team from from trophies and the and the um you know the big hype yeah so us as a fan we you know we we always demand more more from our team especially right. the new player who's trying to make a name but once we kind of sit back and our more professional analysis uh, aspect of, of the fan and what we do mm -hmm. once that comes out in it's like well you know we you know if you put into retrospect He's where he has to be, mm. you know, but again, it goes back to our mentality that, and you, you just proved it without even yeah. thinking about it, that Liga MX is superior than MLS. So we're <laughs> expecting these right. teams coming from this, you know, superior teams. I, I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but I'm no, not. Like, I, mean, I think fact. it's the truth. Yeah, it's, it's the truth. Until you, you, we win CONCACAF, then yeah. the argument can be made. But right now we haven't won yet. So. Yeah, so you have these. It's like, dude, if if you have a player from like, 
Real Madrid come and play for earthquakes, of course right. you're going to be expecting this guy to be like a freaking guy in the field. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, because they're coming from a more top tier team to San Jose. So, of course, the expectation is higher. Right. But once we kind of take the seat back, we kind of look at the numbers and everything. We're like, well, he's where he this is where should he's be. at. Yeah, he should be. So, yeah. w- of course, we're going to be harsh. We're, of course, because we're, we're fans. We're right. earthquake fans. And of course, we're going to be the number one critics of the teams. You know, we're going to hate our team so much because we love them. So, yeah. of course, we always going to demand more from them. Mm. But realistically, he's where he's he's going to be. And the only good thing I can say about this is that he can only go up and hopefully this right. will go down. And where where is a good season for Chelfis Lopez for you? So he in 560 minutes, he has two goals um, mm-hmm. in Clausura and Apertura. That's usually where he would, you know, plateau at two goals yeah. Um, yeah. or three goals, four goals. What's a good season from Chelfis Lopez for you? Chelfis, I, I would like to see him in the double digits, like a 10, a 10 goal. Wow. 10 goal. Okay. I mean, look how many opportunities he has. He has yeah, a killer true. strike. He always goes from for shots us um, side the box. Yeah, so, he doesn't pass. He he like he, he doesn't that pass. shot. Yeah, he looks for that shot. He 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 goes for the true play. He goes for for that type of a uh, play. So, uh, you know, ten goals is not so real. It's not so far stretch. Yeah, I mean, how many how many games is there in 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 MLS? Yeah, in MLS, like, what, 30, 35, 34, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. You know. Get yeah. you know one goal every three games. That's not that's not yeah. too hard to do. Yeah, and, and it's not that far stretch. So yeah. you know, somewhere between nine to twelve goals. That's where I see trophies. So and so may, if, maybe two exists. And and if Chofi scores one in the next next game against Orlando, then he's on pace. He's on pace yeah. for that. So yeah, like I'm uh, while I'm talking about this, maybe we are a little too harsh, but but I'm expecting we're, like we're right. fans. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. We of yeah. course we we have our teams and pedestals. And we, ex- we demand more yeah. from our teams. Right. So this is why we're too harsh because yeah. we demand because we love them so much that we demand more from them. Yeah. Um. And at the end of the day, we're still going to love them. Right. <laughs> but basically what I want to see is I want him to replace Vaco's goals. If you get seven goals this season, then I'm okay with it. I'm okay mm-hmm. with Trophies Lopez. Um. The price tag, we'll talk about it later. But yeah. I think if you get seven or eight goals, I'm happy with you, right? I was happy with Vaco, even though he didn't pass, right? Like I always was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But this is a player that Almeida wants. And if he gets the same production of a guy that was leaving, and then it's okay with me. It's okay with me. Yeah. All right. But looking at uh, Carlos Fierro. So Carlos Fierro is another case, right? So knowing the player that Carlos Fierro was in Liga MX, Danny, what did you think of him coming in? And what do you think of him now? You know, when he came into to the quakes i was like oh great here's another like washed up player mm. from san from league mx trying to you know just collect money or we you know well not collect money because it's, it's the quakes after all um like <laughs> but, but he, restart restart makes, his career so he makes the second highest uh paycheck on the quakes him and andy rios make the second highest tide at nine hundred thousand. they're mm-hmm. just under a dp while um espinoza makes the most at 1.2 million Mm-hmm. So he does collect a paycheck that's pretty pretty big, I'm assuming. Yeah, to, and, and what he would make in the Liga MX. And Carlos Fierro, uh, same thing. I, I feel like he he's gotten way better than what he came in what 2019. I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, like mid 2019. Yeah. 
So he's definitely he's gotten, in my opinion, gotten way better than that season. Last year was kind of iffy because of, you know, COVID and everything. Right. But compare him now, he has, what, seven appearances, I believe, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, 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 so this season has been a little odd from him. Um, he yeah. ha- hasn't been on the starting lineup last, the last game versus Austin because they were trying something new. But mm-hmm. he was the type of player this year that it's like, a lot of people are saying, why is he out there, right? Like the same with Andy Rios. These guys with a high price tag, why is he out there? Andy Rios is a little harder, I think, to judge. Yes, he doesn't miss a sitter. But when you're a winger and you don't like to take shots, mm-hmm. are you creating? And if you're not creating, what are you doing out there, right? So yeah. that one's a little harder, right? Because you're creating the service. So you're going to be in this system. You're going to be getting the lot, ball a lot more than an Andy Rios. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to be creating for me, why are you in the starting lineup? And, and a lot of plans or a lot of people are asking for it. Seattle Haji to come out because they saw um, parts of him where it's like, oh, man, this guy's really creative. Like what's mm-hmm. going on? Why is Fierro out there? Um, so it's something to think about. Carlos Fierro yeah. is Bit, has been less than Vaco this year. That's that's a hundred percent obvious. Yeah. Um, but with that price tag, it's kind of hard to say a bench it, it, player is going to have that price tag, right? So it, it's hard to justify that price with with what he's been delivering. You know, yeah. like okay, if you're not going to take shots, then you must be creating. You know, chances. Yeah, chances. And you haven't, bro. You right. haven't. Right. Your your long ball passes are not there. You yeah. know, your Sure, your runs are there, your short passes are there. Right. Might have that chemistry with 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 trophies and stuff, but trophies not the only player out there, bro. Like right. so it's really hard to justify. And unfortunately, I hate to say this because I, I hate to go against any Mexican player because that's mm. just who I am. But yeah, maybe it's time where you just don't start a game, bro. Maybe you come in the second half. Right. When we see you hook up with, you know with Shea Salinas and Wando in the last 20 minutes. Like, maybe that's where you, you will right. shine, you know? But as a starter, yeah, it's really hard to justify him as a starter when you haven't really been doing that much and you're getting outplayed by, you you know, your replacement. And the and the Quakes actually paid a pretty pretty chunky price tag for him, uh, one, yeah. $1.5 million or a million dollars mm-hmm. to come in and, and play for us. And he's actually played nine games this year he has 553 okay. minutes and he has one assist the one that won us the game versus real salt like the, the an mm-hmm. important one yes but yeah he needs to do a little more for me because he's making that high price tag but again he's still only 26 so he's just starting to get into his prime he's just mm-hmm. starting to get into his best years um so maybe he has a little more in the tank but this but is a guy thing, where man. i I want to see more from. I feel like he needs to show me a little more. But but this goes down to, you know, this is something that, you know, no one knows the answer except for Carlos Fierro. So, Carlos, right. if you ever if you ever want to come and talk to us, please. <laughs> um, or, you know, we'll, we'll meet somewhere in downtown. We'll get some burritos or something. Talk to <laughs> no problem. Um, but what is what is your future plan? Like, do you want to stay here in MLS? Do you right. want to go back to because if you're reaching your prime, you're 26, you know, you're you're, you're going to get your prime years. If you want to make a jump to somewhere else, this is where you need to step it up and start really shining. If you want to stay with MLS in San Jose, OK, then keep on doing what you're doing. Right. Um, If you want to go back to Mexico, keep on doing what you're doing. But, it, you know, with what you're doing in San Jose, Chivas is not going to want you. Cruz Azul is not going to want you. America's not going to want you. You know, you're going to go back to 
you know, a mid table. You might go back to a Tijuana. You might go back to yeah. Mazatlan or Pachuca or something like that or Pumas. Mm. Um, but it really depends what Carlos wanted, what Carlos Fierro wants to do with his future. And unfortunately, we don't know the answer except for Carlos. And basically looking at what his stats were in the past, he's never been a big assisting guy either. Yeah. He's never been a big goal scoring guy. Like I'm looking at the 2017 season where he, okay. I think he played for, let me see. I think that was Chivas. Mm-hmm. No way. Uh, let me see where, what team he played for. Oh, he played for Tigres. No, wait, no, no. Wait. Let me see where he played for. Well, I think that was, I think that might've been still be Chivas. Okay. He had 47 appearances in both Liga Clausura, Apertura, and um, Copa and Copa, he had 47 games, five goals, and two assists in 47 games. So, not really the superstar that this price tag is is gonna give you, mm-hmm. right? So, again, you know, this is probably what we. I mean, he's coming from Liga MX. Same thing with Chofis. He needs to do better than he did in Liga MX for me to re- feel like this is a good the transfer. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah. I think, uh, again, same thing like you were saying. It's it just, if you're coming, I don't want to say you're downsizing. But, right, right. But, know, but yeah. in a sense, you are coming yeah. in as a Liga Mekis player. So you should be performing more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, You need to be performing a little bit more. You need to be performing um creating more chances and yeah you're still young like there's no no excuses for you to you know you have the speed you have the talent it's just what is that you want to do with it and unfortunately again with um, with his move to mls hasn't really been it's been leaving more to desire unfortunately yeah Yeah. and it, it might go down to like you just need to trust almeida's um um what's it called unmade system. system yeah you know and hopefully because one thing i have noticed about Almeida is that he brings chemistry to definitely, the, definitely. Unto the team he brings ke- uh, chemistry and uh, unity so again in the field it might be something but you don't know how important this player is in the bench you yeah. know or in, in the locker that's room. true that's true so, he may be a locker room guy but a locker room guy at that price tag man and in locker rooms, guys are not winning you titles or right. scoring goals, unfortunately. But I, it's one of those things, unfortunately, I think where we have to trust Almeida, where he knows what's best for the team and wh- how to get the best out of a player. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's definitely been leaving more to desire. Yeah, you know, compared to his um to the rest of the team. Mm. And I think I think we both understand what Carlos Fiera, Fiero, uh, Fiero. I'm sorry, the Wedo Fiero that we are the same place, right? We want more from him. I think Chofis must have been a little better than Carlos Fierro, but again, he might have more opportunities, but as a winger, make those opportunities, right? So exactly in this system, you're going to get the ball more. You're going to get more freedom. Uh, I know he switches positions with uh, Espinosa all the time, so he's going to get new matchups every time. He should be beating his matchups. Uh, we're talking about left backs and right backs in MLS, which they're not usually the best players on the field, right? They're usually one of the worst spots on the mm-hmm. field. So if you're a winger, in MLS, you should be making assists, key passes, or, or racking up those goals like Espinosa, right? Um, but now moving on to Alanis, the last Mexican on this list. He's been all right. I would say for his price tag at $450,000, um, he has been probably one of the mainstays in this lineup when he's there playing 
and one of the better players. I feel like he brings a lot to this team. He brings a lot of exposure to this team. And I feel like the team does play better like last game versus Austin when he's on the field. Danny, how do you feel about um, Osvaldo? And do you feel like he's played up to his potential? Well, I think Osvaldo as, as a back line, I think he's been playing really magnificent. I want to say, isn't he, didn't he did one of those like goal line clearing saves also like, like apparently um, Quakes had like back to back ones like in the first three games or something. It was Fierro and I think it was uh Flo. So Flo yeah, has right, stepped it right. up a little bit this year. But, okay. Um, it was Fierro, you're right. It was yeah. Nalanese. And, but, and he, yeah, that should count as a goal. He saved a goal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe we're a little harsh on his, but I mean he's <laughs> a winger, right? Why is it I yeah. mean what is he doing out there when he's not assisting, right? So here's the here's the thing what I noticed about your defense. When you don't talk about your defense or mm. defensive player, when you don't talk about him or or her, when you don't talk about that player and you don't really bring it up, he's they're doing their job. Right. And that's what you want. You want somebody who's gonna be reliable, someone's gonna be solid in that in that back line. And I feel like Oswaldo Alaniz has been doing that as uh, as a center back. Um he right. has been reliable, he he has good command uh of his line. Um and you can just tell the years of experience are coming in, you know, sure. He played with Chivas, but before making his way, he, well, he comes from Chivas, but prior, but prior to that, he was in Europe, you know, he was in, in, in La Liga in Spain right. where he had a little spill over there and went back to Chivas. And now he's back. He's here with us right now. And, um, um, with the quakes. And then essentially he's, I believe, isn't he going to go back to Chivas at the end of the, um, if they don't want to purchase him. Yeah. He's going to uh-huh. go back and maybe they don't purchase him. Cause he's a little on the older side, right? Um, yeah. He's 32. If maybe he can give us one or two more years if he stays in San Jose, but, um, I would like it. I mean, I think he's been solid. I think he, yeah. for his price tag, I think he's been all right. I think he's been, yeah, pretty I feel too. I feel so too. He's somewhere like in the under $2 million price tag, I believe yep. that's, and that's a fair price for him. Yep. Um, and I feel like he, he has been from the three Mexican players that we've been talking to coming in. I feel like the most consistent one has been Alanis. Yeah. And which is great because that's what, sure, you can talk about one great magnificent goal or one great yep. play. But you want consistency because right. championships are not. Well, I mean, technically they are one in one game. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's we also got to look at the season wide. Right, and MLS um, is a long season, so it's a super long season, yeah. and there's a lot of you know, MLS goes through um, uh, a lot of different elements. Also, I believe my colleague, my colleague, el como se me con, oh, he does know me, but Alexi Lalas, he said. Um, my MLS, colleague, Alexi my colleague, <laughs> like, yeah, we technically, we, we, he is my colleague. What the hell? We, they are colleagues over <laughs> here, but um, Lala's goes, you know, MLS teams can succeed in Europe because MLS teams get exposed to all the elements in, in one season. You get mm. your snow, you get your swamp, uh, yeah, rain, you get your altitudes, yeah. the long traveling. I mean, there's always been talk about, you know, a Liga Max and a, and a MLS, uh, you know, combination. I'm like, man, that must suck. Imagine, like, the travel. Oh. Yeah, the travel from, like, Seattle to, like, Mexico City. That's, like, a six, seven-hour flight yeah. in altitude. And then Seattle, you're going to go from, like, where it's raining to, like, a super humid. Right. It's going to suck, man. It's going to suck. And the same thing. <laughs> Or like Liga MX teams, like imagine them going up to like Colorado, you know, and right, 
you know, in November where it's like snowing, like it's going to suck, bro. You're going to have a, you're straight up not going to have a good time. So, um, and that's one thing about uh, MLS is that the players get exposed to all the elements, you know, looks Mm. at San Jose because that's who we are. Yeah. They just went from, you know, Austin from like, you know, pretty humid, you know, um, Texas weather to super humid, swampy. Right you know tropical over in um orlando orlando yeah you know just to come back to san jose yeah we're like we just had like a heat wave right now it cooled down a little bit but we just had a heat wave and then you're gonna play versus la you know la galaxy on saturday like is it is it gets tiring and i think um a lot of players get injured that way they get you know right just get burned out and i think that's where players who are really really you know up to par are able to shine with the consistency game after game because it's not even week after week at this point right yeah and so quickly to wrap this this kind of section up we both agree that osvaldo alanis has probably been the best mexican player on the quakes and that can change right trophies lopez still has a full season ahead of him um maybe he does become that zellerine type of player that we expect out of him Mm -hmm. um and it just completely changes this whole podcast, but that's why we're doing it at the beginning of the year. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, we might, we might talk about this again next, next week right. after the, the, the California classical. Yeah. Who knows after having, you know, Dos Santos and Chicharito in the same field with, with trophies, Alanis, maybe that's going to spark like rivalry. Right. You know, right. Like I should have been on the next national team with these guys, you know, like the exactly, trash. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or like, you know, some it's going to spark up something to show off that, yeah. oh, I'm still better than this guy. Right. Or vice versa. I was kind of hoping to see that when when they played um um Kansas City with, with mm, Polito. Polito. But yeah. Polito, I mean, he's Polito just, showed up. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's he went super saying right. out there, you know, just right. going all crazy. So um that's the one thing i'm expecting that's what i want to see and this mm. um you know i know we're going to talk about the league imax um all-star uh, league imax yeah let's, let's go ahead league. and talk about that go ahead and uh and give your thoughts on that how do you yeah, feel i mean well first off if i'm being full you know completely honest with you i i hate that mls does the all-star games i i, I hate <laughs> it it's such an American thing, and and I hate it. I oh right. look look how fast this guy kicks the ball. Oh wow, this <laughs> is so dumb. It's so dumb. It's such an American thing, and I was it was pissed me off that the best MLS players cannot even beat like a B squad Arsenal. Like it, right. pisses, it pisses me off, dude. But with that being said, this is gonna be a good showcase, right? For MLS, you know, like here's here we are constantly talking about oh closing the gap and the gap is closing between mls and liga max and the rivalry that carries over to the national team right. and all that stuff so i you know this is going to be a great opportunity to see these ex liga max players and mm. ml and ml um mls players yeah um step up and play versus you know cabecita you know right. um who else is going to be out there mike miguel uh, layun probably uh, layun um el este wow i went on blank like henry martin you yeah. know cordoba you know jj macias you know yeah. atuna vega you know you're gonna have um probably the future you obviously ochoa is gonna come for goalkeeping right but you, you might have the future goalkeeping goalkeepers of united of mexico with mm. you know um um oh wow i'm blank santos goalie um uh, beats me dude <laughs> yeah you're like yeah you can throw any name out there bro yeah. but um 
Um, <laughs> no, but okay. Acevedo, there you go. Acevedo, there you go. But yeah, you, you're gonna be ex- you're gonna be hearing these names that are always gonna be linked up with like the national team. Oh, and G- sort of Gignac, team. right? As well, Gignac. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, How can I forget course. Gignac, the French, the the most the French Mexican person? Yeah. <laughs> um, how can I forget him? Um, but yeah, you're gonna have all these players come in from, from which is, of course, it's so smart that they're doing it in LA. You know, yeah. let's be honest, they're right? Doing it because that's where or Chicago would have been money. a okay one. Chicago would have been a great one, also. Yeah, yeah. Or like somewhere in Texas would be right. like San Austin. Antonio, yeah, San Antonio, Houston. Austin, yeah, um, Austin, yeah, that would have been a good one too. Yeah. Or Dallas, you know, but um, I think it would have been great. Um, but you know, it's going to be at the LA um, LAFC Stadium, which yeah, I which can't is remember the name, which yeah. is the uh, Blanc Studio or something like that. But yeah, um, it's a it's a prime jewel of MLS, so it's it's going to be a big showcase. It's going to be a fun time. I yeah. think it's great for the exposure of the league. I think it's the first step into getting that tournament that we were talking about. That maybe it's a preseason or something. I think it's the first step in the right direction for that. And and I and I read a lot of writers are saying, oh, this is a great way for League MX players to showcase their talent to maybe make the jump to MLS. Right now, I I just I one hundred percent disagree with that. I think it's the other you way. Around. You, I, I, think- I agree. I think so as well. But I think the Liga and Mekis players that are there are going to see that, Oh, you know what? Maybe look at, look at this state of the art LAFC grounds. Look at this Mm -hmm. practice facility. It's almost, or if not better than what they have in Mexico, maybe that on the back end of things, they'll see it. Oh, okay. Uh, Wow. Look how nice this life is here. And they don't live in a world where they're, hindered by the media right mexican media is a different animal compared oh, to the american 100%. media yeah yeah so i think that made us say that how messi will not only thrive in san jose but will love san jose because the media will not no one will care i mean right i mean again, i don't care i'll be there i'll care i'll be there <laughs> like I, I i'm not a fan of like i'm not the, like the one like the number one fan of uh of um what's his face wow one blank la pulga Oh, uh, yes, I'm yes. Not, the, flea, number, the, flea. the flea. I'm not like his number one fan. <laughs> Herrera, but... no? Herrera? Oh, no, no, it's Piojo Herrera. No, I'm talking, oh, about, the I'm talking about Messi. No, I'm talking about Messi. Uh, Lionel Messi's nickname is also El Piojo. In, uh, El Piojo. La Pulga, right? La yeah. Pulga, there you go. There yeah. you go. Not Piojo, La Pulga. Yeah. Um, but like, no, if you bring Messi to San Jose, everybody's going to be like, oh, shit, that's Messi. You know? Right, like, right, right. Yeah, I think and same here. Yeah. And but, it, but he's gonna choose a team like Inter Miami. It's not gonna be like course. San Jose. Yeah. No. And you get gonna, to live in Miami, right? Yeah. You're not gonna go to Minnesota if you're if you're him. But yeah. but the thing yeah. is, like for these players, yeah, you know, for these players, they will love or, to come over here. Or like a Chelsea's um, Lopez or a Cabecita, Rodriguez, the players that do have problems where the photos leak. You know, maybe yeah. San Jose. The coolest thing to do is to go to Lake Tahoe, like they just did. Yeah. So maybe they choose that. They might, yeah. You know, your your JJ Macias, yeah. your Lexi Vegas, your, you know, all these players um, that, you know, are maybe getting pushed out from their teams because of mm. their age or not. I mean, not with the last year, I should say, but players like well, Cabecita. Like you know, Osvaldo, who, you know, like a player that was getting pushed out because of his age, right? Yeah. Has flourished in, in San Jose. Yeah. And he said, yeah. you know what? It's so close enough to home yeah you know still close enough where i can succeed and i can play here right and so it, it might be a good showcase for these players from the mx who are kind of playing with the idea of like right. the last couple of seasons before i retire yeah, i agree but definitely yeah. for the younger cats 
um, in in MLS to make right. that jump. Like, dude, right. Kate Cowell, if Kate Cowell has an amazing game, if he gets right. called to the All-Star game and he has an amazing game, you know, you don't think America would be barking up that. I mean, if, if America comes in and offers Cade Cowell $10 million or they offer the Quakes $10 million from right now, there's, I don't think they say no. I, no. I truly think the Quakes say, okay. And then yeah. he can maybe use America for springboard to like La Liga. Right. Yeah, absolutely. To, to go to Celta Vigo or even maybe a or, bigger or, club like these are you know, so, or, or go to, um, where's Esteneva is that over in, um, uh, the the Dutch one, there's uh, uh, SVP. PSV, 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 and then yeah. um, Ajax. There you go. That's Ajax, yeah. Ajax. And and that's what usually happens. The Latin world, right? Uh, they go to Liga Mekis. I know this happens a lot for Uruguayan players too, and mm-hmm. they go to Liga Mekis because that's where the money is in the yeah. Western Hemisphere, and they use it as a springboard to go into European teams. And yeah, I know um, Aquino, the Peruvian player for uh, America. That's like really his goal, right? To use America as yeah. a springboard. Um, and we get to see if, if maybe, I mean, yeah, again, if Cade Cal shows up, then there's going to be Liga MX teams barking up that tree. I think yeah. a lot of Americans are in a place where they feel like they don't need Liga MX to make that springboard. Mm-hmm. But if any opportunity comes, you're yeah. going to take that opportunity. And America is a club where you being half Mexican or a part of you being Mexican would yeah. give you such a big fan base, such oh, yeah. a big marketing tool to make that springboard and talk about mm. hype to go into that next step and maybe you get a bigger paycheck than you would if you went from mls right so it, it opens mean, up a lot of doors for these american players if they if the mls team shows up i believe we we're talking about how kikawa has the opportunity to play either for mexico or then or the american national team yeah so i mean chivas can easily pick chivas are always right, calling right. for because he falls for, into that mexican category right exactly so, so why not? Would but, you take a swap for JJ Macias right now for Kate Cal? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 I would. Yes, 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 yes I would. Yes. In a yeah, heartbeat. Right. No, so, but um, I, I feel like this is a great opportunity for MLS to showcase what they have. Again, they got a lot of attention with the MLS's back tournament. So with this one, I think this is going to be a, a great opportunity also because it's yeah. not for the first time since I can remember is no longer, you know, oh MLS all-stars versus one team. You know right. It's, it's all-stars and all-stars. Stars all-stars. Yeah. The only problem with this though, is that you were doing this when MLS is in full swing already. Mm. It's going to be like in late August, I believe. So, you know, halfway through the season, the teams, you know, all players aren't fit where everybody else is. They're not going to give it a 100% because they're in preseason mode. Right. You know, so it, it's kind of like it kind of they might ball out. They the, the MLS season might team might ball out and then people are going to be like, oh, well, where's the CONCACAF and and things yeah. like that? And it's going to bring a lot of problems, but it might be the best case scenario for the young players like Kid Cal has almost won MLS player of the week two times. Yeah. So um, again, or he did win two times, but he could have won his third. So this guy right now is probably going to be on the team. And if he balls yeah. out against Liga Mekis, well, who knows, right? His price will skyrocket. And yeah. it might be in their favor that they're in preseason, right? Yeah, so, and, you know, here comes, and this happens to be in August when the transfer window is still open also. Right, right. So, hell, anything's possible. So, <laughs> I think is you know, it's a great opportunity for MLS players to make that jump, to really expose mm. themselves. And, again, this is a great opportunity for MLS to expose what they have to offer. Right. You're- not taste of it with the MLS is back. Now you see it with everything. I just don't, again, just personally, I just right. don't like the concept of right. MLS all-stars, you know, mm. 
I just think that's such an American <laughs> yeah, thing definitely, to do, definitely. and it doesn't work with with the with the sport, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. On the world stage, it's kind of weird, right? But it, yeah, uh, when you're playing FIFA and you see that MLS All Star team, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> who they got here? <laughs> but even even for a guy like Zellerain, where he was on the bench for Tigres, this is a big game for him. This is something to prove, like, hey, you guys wasted me. You guys yeah. didn't use me, right? And this yeah. is something I can show you. I'm I'm going up against your top talent league MX, just torching them, right? You're going to want to this do. Is a great chance for Jurgen Dam also be like, hey, right. look what you guys right. let go, Ro, uh, Rodolfo Pizarro, and a guy. Oh, you know, who knows where he's going to be, right? Maybe yeah. in San Jose, right? Well, who knows? Yeah, who knows? We'll <laughs> see. I'm all for it. I know Daryl will love it. I know, especially as an America guy, right? Seeing all these yeah. Chivas go to your hometown or your your yeah. team in San Jose, it's kind of it's going to be kind of weird, right? Like, yeah, oh, kind of like ah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I guess I'll share, but I'm not really stoked about it. <laughs> as long as he doesn't bring up the Chivas. Hey, back. Andy Rios is an American player. All right. You should be his biggest fan. What's going on? Yeah. Hey, uh, Hatsuna <laughs> performs a little bit better. <laughs> but, All right. No, well, yeah, I think, go ahead. Great. I think to conclude, I think it's going to be great. It, it's yeah. a great way to kind of showcase. It's kind of like an experiment to see if a, a bigger season or tournament of a Liga MX and MLS non concacaf tournament will be able right. to happen. So this is a great showcase. Um, well, I know I'm going to be watching. Else. I yeah. might've not been watching the MLS all-star game, but I'll be watching it now. Yeah. This mo- me yeah. too. Same. I wasn't, I wasn't going to watch them play, you know, uh, Ventus C squad. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Or Lazio right now. Yeah, no, but uh, this uh, one is like, all right, watch I know this. both players. Yeah, I'll watch this and most likely yeah. talk about it. We'll come back and we'll talk about it too. Yeah, right, exactly. All right, well, Danny, this has been a blast, man. Uh, we've been on the Zoom call for almost two hours now, so it's always a pleasure yeah, talking to you, really. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time of your day. And I actually, before I let you go, I want to quickly thank all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much for your support. Without you guys, it's not possible to do this. Um, and as well as the beautiful game network for hosting us. And Danny, I want to thank the L3 pod as well for uh, always supporting us and coming on the show. Um, if you guys, if you want to let people know how they can reach you, go ahead. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Danny E3P. Um, and that will give you a link to my the L3 pod, or you can follow the L3, or you can just go to our website, l3podcast.com. Um, and you can pick up me. that cool shirt, right? Like you guys yeah. have a whole bunch of cool merch. You got this one. I yeah. got my other ones for somewhere over there. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can pick up a merch, yeah. pick up our stickers, which I have some, I have mine right here. And then yeah. this one right here. And, uh, or, you can also check out my other podcast that tells from the head. Sorry. The yeah. There it is. Tells from the head. L3 pod, but yeah, follow me on Twitter, Danny E3P, or follow me on Instagram at uh, Danny B. Shank. I always love to talk to people, I always yeah. I will answer back. I always love to stir the or the pot a little bit so if you if you if they see you at a quakes game right i know you're always out there will has spent time with you before too so if you're ever at the game say what's up Danny. I, so i forgot to tell you this i'm gonna tell you yeah. this right now so i i met will yeah um a couple of games back now i'm like oh what's up will? What, you know we yeah uh, so i'm always at the game i always will post a picture of how it looks so come say hi to me um i pretend like i don't like the attention but i mean come on let's, let's be real no but so Will and I we were talking, whatever we're talking, and um, I told I told Will I was a teacher, just like I told you, Fabian. Like, oh, yeah. I'm a teacher. I'm all I work at a at a charter school here in East San Jose. Bro, tell me why Will was the assistant basketball coach at the <laughs> school where I teach. 
<laughs> like we came to this conclusion and he goes, oh yeah, I was, I was an assistant basketball coach for over at uh, Kip, sounds like collegiate. I'm like, wow. I'm a bro. I bust out my teacher ID. He goes, what? I'm like, yeah, do you have been teaching there? Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And also turns out somebody else on Twitter, uh, Angel, I can't remember his handle name, but same thing. He's like, so what you teach there? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I was the assistant soccer coach. I'm like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so it was just like funny, like these people like I just last year, I didn't know. And now wow. I'm like, dude, we, we have these like small connections. But yeah, Will and I, Will was a coach in, at my school and I taught that school. So, or I'm still teaching oh. at that school. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's actually a cool tidbit. If you guys follow Quake's Twitter and, and follow our show and Danny's show, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. small world, man. Small world. I, I love it, dude. I'm all for yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, thanks for having me, man. Of always a pleasure. Always love seeing you guys grow and just taking what you guys do to the next level and yeah. dude, thank you thank you uh, for you to refer to what i do and the l3 podcast what we do is, is such an honor so thank yeah. you man yeah you guys are great and inspiration you guys do a great job with everything guys I, I can't i can't say how much you guys should listen to them because i need to choose a league mx team as well so i would when you guys are back up this next season for the apertura I'm yeah. going to definitely start listening and pick a team. I think uh, oh, a yeah. lot of our fans should do that as well, especially with this league becoming our, Hell basically yeah, our brother, right. In, in MLS. Yeah. So it's something we definitely need to get into more. Hell yeah, dude. And yeah, whenever, if you ever wish to have me back, man, just yeah. shoot me an email. I'll be more than happy. To yeah, of course. Or anything email is so official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, hey, just shoot me a text, bro. You got my number. You can shoot yeah, just, uh, just shoot me an email. My assistant will take a look at it. See if I can fit my, you in the schedule. My people will call your people. We'll set <laughs> yeah. up the contracts. You know how it works. You know exactly. how this legal, this legal mumbo jumbo. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I like Nick Saka because I like their ownership group, you know, Longoria, La La. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh dude no and the cash actually has their goal their goalie is really really good um yeah. malagon a lot of people are saying he might be the next uh goalkeeper for mexico mm. but i saw Necaxa has oak still now they got yeah. uh valander verlander and i'm like wow. yeah Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, Evelyn Goria, uh, she probably is their biggest owner because she posted that picture right with all their gear, and that yeah. and that's like there's some pride there, and it was cool to see that out of uh, a big superstar, right? If if you guys, yeah, know, hell you, yeah. you know who she is. I mean, she's one of the biggest Latina hey, names out there. So let's be honest, we all had a crush on her. We all have, we all had or have a crush. It's okay. The missus won't hear this. It's okay. yeah, right, yeah, it's too deep in the podcast where it's you know. Yeah, you're, you're kind of looking like like. Yeah, she she won't she she won't. Yeah. Come on, let me make sure my phone is off. Okay, yeah, right. it's off. Okay, we're good. <laughs> no. But now, dude, uh, Nikaxa, yeah, it's just got like really good sponsorship also, yeah. and really cool stuff going on. In Liga Max, I highly suggest you guys listen to it and listen to our podcast, the L Three Podcast, for all your Liga Max content in English. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Danny, so much, and that wraps it thank up for you, us. Man. And all I have to say is, uh, go Quakes. Let's go quicks. See you guys on Saturday.